Happy Saturday. I do want to start with a little request. If you do find this podcast useful, inspirational, beneficial, think it might benefit someone else, please let them know. That's the reason why I do this. I feel called to talk about my insights and review the readings from this reading plan in an effort to help others. It also helps me a lot as well, too. It's discipline for me. We talked yesterday about discipline. Discipline helps to discourage discouragement, I have found. We continue in Psalm 42, picking up from yesterday. A continuation that even when, quote, deeply discouraged, we should remember the Lord. Then over to Luke. We're in Luke 12 now, starting out. The crowds grew, and Jesus warns his disciple about the Pharisees' hypocrisy. Quote, dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do any more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. End quote. God determines our eternal future based on our obedience. Maybe that's not the right way. Maybe that's too simplistic to state in that way. But it's really the truth if you think about it. It's all that God's asking is for us to obey. And some other items too, to acknowledge Jesus publicly on earth. And if we do that, he will acknowledge us in the presence of God's angels. Now, if we deny Jesus here, Jesus will deny you. How sad that would be. This life is our only opportunity. Also, there's a one unforgivable sin. Quote, anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Be careful. Jesus continues, when, a, when you're on trial, the idea being that you're being accused of something, you're not sure what to say, but you're being unjustly accused. If you're heart and mind and soul is open, don't worry. You're doing this for Jesus. You're doing this for God. And you don't have to worry about what it is you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will provide words at that time. And then he follows with a caution. Quote, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. End quote. A person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So think about that line for a second. It's not saying an either or here. God's not saying that wealth is bad. God's saying that wealth without a healthy, rich relationship with God is is eternally worthless. God wants the best for you. I'm not 
talking about preaching a prosperity gospel here. That's not the point. God always wants the best for you, but don't make wealth your idol. Don't make anything your idol. <laughs> anything that puts priority in front of God is an idol. I think I have that correct. That's the way I look at it, at least. I have a little problem sometimes that with that, with idolatry, just with getting so involved in work and business and all of that. And I think that that's one of the issues I had yesterday is that maybe I was putting work and business up on a pedestal a bit, making it a bit of an idol. And I had to do my regular reading in order to remind me not to do that. We'll be taken care of if the relationship is solid, if we obey. And then comes one of my favorite lines, pretty sure that this is in Matthew, I believe as well, or something just like it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And I said before, if you have a heart of a servant, you'll always be successful because that's what you treasure. You treasure serving. Deuteronomy 9, the people are about to cross the Jordan after all this time. I mean, they've been floating around for a while. And really, for the last couple of months, we've been talking about them floating around for a while in the, in the desert. But they're just about there. It's awesome stuff. They're going to face many battles on the other side of the Jordan, but the Lord your God will cross ahead of you and drive them out. This is what Moses is telling the people. But not because the Israelites were so good. This isn't because God's not doing this because of anything that you guys did. In fact, you had some problems that Moses is going to talk about. You had some problems along the way, but it's because the folks are so bad, so evil, so wicked. And also to fulfill the oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now Moses then reminds the people how angry God was at the gold calf. Remember that? Moses is on top, maybe not on top, but he's up on Mount Sinai. And he's there for, I believe it was 40 days. And conversing with God, getting the tablets that God created and that God inscribed the Ten Commandments on. And then... It's the words of the covenant. And then, of course, Moses came down off the mountain, saw the whole golden calf thing, got really upset about the whole thing, smashed the tablets. Seems like that the covenant was gone before even presenting it. But one thing I forgot, and that's why I like the fact that there's a recap here, is that for 40 days and nights after smashing the tablets, and I guess grinding the calf, uh, into powder and making everyone drink it. Um, Moses didn't eat bread or drink water. This relates to Jesus' time of temptation in the wilderness. Anyway, this, of course, was not the only time the people made the Lord angry. They did that quite often. Moses reminded the people of each time. Deuteronomy 10, after Moses prayed for the people, God provided a new copy of the covenant. He's still relating the whole story. Now, this time... He, God commanded Moses to build the Ark of the Covenant and to make the tablets. Because God made the tablets first. And then take the tablets up, but God would then still inscribe on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. 
He then notes why the Levites have no property, because they carry the ark and stand before the Lord as his ministers, and they pronounce blessings in his name. After another 40 days on the mountain alone, God commanded Moses to resume the journey, the Israelites' journey. All the Lord's commands is, quote, You fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all your heart and soul and always obey the commands given to you for your own good. That's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow. My wish and prayer for you is that you live today as if the king's coming back today.